Hello and welcome to the Country Intelligence Report podcast. We are your hosts, Spencer Bentley, Devin Florzak, and Terrell Cummings. This episode, we're going to be talking about how businesses can navigate the end of the fiscal year in Department of Defense contracting. Uh, this time of year is always um, a bit hectic. Lots of uh, sort of operational, uh, in the weeds, um, last minute sort of things that we have to get finished and 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 tidy up before the beginning of the next fiscal year. And we thought it'd be uh, helpful to uh, have a conversation about exactly what goes into um, you know the planning. Um, the the um, paperwork, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, everything that we have to get done um, to uh, make sure that we we end the fiscal year uh, strong. Uh, so let's start out with oper- operational impacts and employee dynamics. How does the end of the fiscal year sort of rush affect not just business operations, but those that are involved with making things happen? You know, and how can we sort of focus on um, a potential increase in workload, um, you know, as the government's year comes to an end and adapt to tighter deadlines and requests that may be coming in sort of at the last minute? I'll just throw that out to the group here. Yeah, I know, uh, you know, this is this year at least has been, you know, all of our, all of ours, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, end of, you know, government fiscal year that, that we've been working with, you know, the DOD. And I think that one thing that we can say for certain is that it seems like at the end of each fiscal year, there's always some sort of change going on. And one thing that, you know, I, I know that we do pretty well is that, you know, and, you know, we, we do this all year anyways, but it seems like we're in even more, uh, constant communications with our clients during this time. seems like, you know, we're, we're getting more FaceTime with them. You know, we're, we're reaching out to them more, making sure that, you know, we're in the loop with everything that's going on and also making sure and, and, and letting them know that if they, you know, need anything, you know, that's what we're here for. You know, we're, we're here to be tasked by them. So I think it's, you know, obviously it's, it's always important to be, you know, front facing and, you know, making sure that, you know, your clients know that you're there to support them because, you know, that's, that's why they hired you. But especially as, as the year comes to the end, because it, it just seems like, you know, at every federal agency, you know, starts to plan for the following year. And, and typically there's a lot of changes that come with that. Um, you know, and whether that comes to, um, you know, policies that are changing, you know, new guidance is coming out. So, you know, just making sure that you're on top of that and, um, you know, the, the back end pieces that is, you know, making sure that, you know, the people in your company are good with, you know, the workload and, you know, being in communication with, you know, your own team and, you know, making sure that, you know, everyone's workload is balanced and, you know, no one's really taking on the front end of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I know those are really generic, but um, especially, you know, around this time of the year, um, you know, it's a little bit different than, you know, traditional businesses where, you know, end of the fiscal year is December. So um, it, I feel like it definitely comes, you know, quicker at you, you know, especially at the end of summer, um, and, you know, beginning of the fall that, you know, you need to sort of lock down and pay attention. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, uh, Devin, as far as that, like, especially with, you know, those 
those those people within the company that have gone through different fiscal years before when they do have a federal client or a government client or whatnot, you kind of know what to expect, kind of know kind of that, you know, things will probably, will probably be a little bit tighter uh, with the client or you might have a few more deadlines with the client or, you know, kind of wrap things up before it happens uh, as far as everything there. So it's just something that you kind of expect, you know, and just kind of those new individuals on your team kind of give them the heads up like, hey, this is going to be probably a little more hectic than normal. As far as that, that's probably what's going to be a little bit different than your own, you know, fiscal year. Just because, especially you have multiple government clients, you know, there are multiple probably going through a similar type thing, trying to wrap up those end of years. They they may be busy, or their leadership may be busy um, when you're trying to get that face to face contact with them. So it's just something that the small businesses, especially, just have to prepare for. Know that it's going to be probably a higher workload right there at the end of the summer, right there during the month of September, because everybody in, in the federal government is trying to to lock things down for the year and get things taken care of. And, you know, usually once that happens, the beginning of the next year, then you're off and running and things are a little more free on, on, on their end and, um, and, you know, weight lifted off their shoulders. But before then it's definitely a little more hectic for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about, uh, you know, cause uh, this was my you know first actual job, but for, for both of you that have had more, you know, traditional jobs, how do you compare the end of, the government fiscal year versus just, you know, a traditional company, because to me, at least it, it seems like, you know, traditional companies at the end of the fiscal year, it doesn't really matter besides like the people in the front office, but you know, it seems like, you know, we're all pretty more involved and, and more in tune with what's going on, at least with, you know, within the federal contracting space when the end of the fiscal year does happen. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, um, very true. Um, this is the first job um, that I've had to actually even consider, uh, you know, what's going on at the end of the fiscal year. Um, and it's not it's not the first uh, leadership position that I've been in, but um, it's just not as um, not as uh, pressing an issue for sure. Just, you know, structurally, you know, the open market has a lot less considerations than the federal government does. So, um yeah, yeah just sense. generally, I think it's you know it's it's really not a big deal at all in in the private sector, uh, at least for you know everyone but accounting and maybe finance. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's for sure, yeah, it's a difference. That's, that's all I was gonna say too. You know, as far as like for the federal government, a lot of times they're trying to see okay, what budget did we have? What funds have we not used? Do we need to figure out ways to use those funds and whatnot there? Because if not, if they have if it's in their budget and they don't use it in that previous year, then the next year they probably won't get it or the next contract. They probably won't get it, be cut out. Cause they're like, okay, well you did it last time without using these funds. You can do it next time without using them as well. So whatever budget they have, they're going to try to use every bit of that budget or show that we need more money for that budget as far as doing that. So that's probably one thing. Whereas like, you know, I guess I'll say I'll try to think open market companies or whatnot, or the small businesses, they maybe, like you said, uh, Spencer, their accounting department say so worry about things, trying to wrap things up there, make sure that everything's reconciling properly and all that. That's what's most important to them. Not saying it's not important to the federal government and those those, government, those companies within the federal government, but that's what the small business companies are looking at, making sure that everything's reconciling, make sure that their um, I guess that their bottom line is in the positive, ideally, and make sure that everything's done done correctly because you know the small businesses if they have investors. Those investors want to see like everything is done there, and I'm sure there's a lot of 
the things behind the scenes the account department has to do to make sure that everything's done properly as well. So, you know, as far as Makes everyday sense. workers, they may not experience the 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 press the pressure of end of year like someone from the accounting or finance department in in those open market companies, but that's probably a, a main difference as well. Definitely. So, you know, let's think about the strategic and administrative tasks that have to be handled at the end of the year. Uh, you know, everything from ensuring contract compliance to accurate financial reporting, resource management, future planning for the following fiscal year. How are we to think about, you know, contingency plans and the importance of, you know, regular communications um, with our with our contracting office? Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, as, as you guys talked about, you know, the, the difference between, you know, traditional businesses, so to speak, you know, private businesses, um, those on the public market versus, you know, working with the government is that it seems like there's a lot more people involved with resource planning and that even, you know, resource planning and, you know, where we're tasking time to um, as far as billable hours and billable hours goes, you know, that, you know, we sort of have to consider that, you know, being an employee as well. And I, you know, I think, you know, being a traditional company, you don't really got to worry about that. You know, you, you have your tasks going on, you just get paid, but you know, there's obviously different task areas that you can, you know, build time to, and that's definitely something you have to consider for sure. Um, and you know, at least for the end of the year, I, I do know, you know, obviously we're, we're always tracking our time and we're, we're always, you know, sort of seeing, you know, how much time is being built, you know, make sure that, you know, our, our, the time that we're building is accurate towards what we're actually working and, you know, obviously that's very important to do all year long so that once this time comes and we do have to report out that, you know, we worked such and such hours towards, um, you know, certain task areas on the contract that it's accurate and, you know, it's, it's ready to go. And it's also easily, you know, digestible uh, from the contract in the office um, because, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that as well, you know, obviously this is a you know, busy time for the core as well. And, especially if there's changes going on, um, you know, as far as, as far as new guidance coming out, you know, a lot of moving parts, you know, a lot of things that are, are going on, but you know, the easy stuff, like, you know, make sure the time is ta- tracked accurately is, you know, very important. And it's, it's something that, you know, contracting companies should be doing, you know, all year accurately anyways. Yeah, for sure. Um, that, that, uh, that makes a lot of sense, and it is uh, certainly a difference with uh, sort of the all-hands approach that um, federal contractors have to have when it comes to considerations for the fiscal year. And this kind of dovetails into the next topic, actually, about you know the the sort of phenomenon of the the, the issue that you brought up, Terrell, earlier, which is sort of the use it or lose it budget um, that companies and and you know uh, different organizations uh, within the government have to uh, sort of grapple with. Um, you know, how, how are we to think about, you know, the impact of, of those on on uh, considerations for fiscal year planning um, and, you know, any sort of like evaluations that may happen, like performance evaluations or new training requirements uh, that you have to deal with, um, you know, when it comes to planning for the fiscal year and having that dynamic to navigate around, you know, how, how are we to uh, sort of uh, think about that? that sort of looming issue that we all have to really take into consideration as we work with the federal government. Right. And I guess, you know, like I said before, the federal government, they have to worry about what their budget is and everything like that. Same thing for the contractor. 
you know, we have to worry about, like, like Devin said, make sure we're tracking our hours correctly or whatnot and make sure that we're utilizing all the hours that we said we need to utilize to do the job. Cause you know, if once again, if we report out less than what we said was going to be needed to do the job, then next time they put out the RFP, they go, okay, well, we're wanting to do it in this amount of time, which could be less hours versus the hours we said before, because you obviously didn't need as many hours to utilize it, or maybe it's one less FTE or full-time you know, employee for the position versus what we had, because you obviously didn't need the full amount of time or the full complement of employees as well. So that's another thing where, like Devin said, you know, tracking those hours, make sure you get those hours to the core, you know, properly and everything like that. It's going to, it's going to be, you know, most important there. Um, you know, for your current, the current fiscal year and whenever that contract comes up for recompete, um, you know, you want to have, make sure that those hours are at least there if, if you're a part of, you know, a part of that, you know, thing about going forward. So there's just, that's another thing to kind of think about budget wise and on your end on, on, on the contract and not taking away revenue from your company, you know, that you, that you would, that you'd be having based on not utilizing enough hours uh, or not, I guess, reporting enough hours um, to do the work that's required. So there's something to think about there as well. Yeah. I, th- I think that's more of a, or it's, I think it's also a matter of ethics and, you know, being ethical in our reporting as well is that, you know, when, when we're tracking how many hours we're billing to the client, you know, we probably need to be sure that, you know, we're, communicating with them if you know we think we're not billing enough time per what the contract states and if that's the case you know we need to be you know upfront and say you know more work needs to be you know given to us in these task areas uh, so you know we could keep billing um, and and make sure that you know we're making use of the time that's that's available uh, to be billed from the contract because you know that's that's definitely a fear I think of you know contract groups, especially those with you know small business set asides, is that you know they they have X hours and you know they, they want to make sure they're you know obviously you know billing all the hours that are available, uh, but they don't want to you know get to the end of the year and you know they only build you know eighty percent of the time that they should have, um, and then you know the the government comes back to them and says like hey, you know we think that, you know, you're not using the hours to the best of your ability or, you know, we're not tasking you enough. And then they, they take away those hours and, you know, I feel like that just will cause some issues. So, you know, one way to avoid that is obviously, you know, tracking those hours accurately, you know, throughout the year as the year goes on. And, you know, like we said before, just, you know, being upfront with the client saying, you know, you know, we're, we're looking for more tasks in these areas. So, you know, we can do good work for you guys and, you know, be able to, not only, you know, just bill hours, but to actually, you know, make them useful. I mean, provide value that way. Definitely. Yeah. Um, that's a huge consideration. You know, um, we, we get harped on quite often for, uh, you know, as a company, uh, you know, making sure that we're staying on top of our hours. Um, you know, it's, it's not some, um, menial task when you're talking about dealing with the federal government, you know, uh, every uh, single hour has a larger implication towards uh, potential future work. So um, definitely something to, to always take into consideration. Yeah. And um, I, I think that's something that the, the DOD is, is definitely trying to fight the sort of use it or lose it um, functions that, 
you know, seem to just have been in place forever. Uh, for example, I, I know that a lot of the the R and D contracting companies, you know, we're we're not really um, into the, these work too much, but um, I, I know that, for example, you know, from some some people, then some friends I you know friends with through the, the engineering community, um, and who are build are being built through these R and D contracts is what called uh, no year money. So essentially, it's it's money that you know when they win a contract. They have, you know, four or five task areas and each task area is dedicated a certain amount of money. And essentially there, there's no year attached to it. Um, so the money just, you know, stays there and is in use until, you know, it's actually fully used. And then once it's used, then, you know, they, they have the discussion on whether or not they want to renew the contract or make an addendum and, you know, add money to the task areas. So, I think things like that and functions like that being added to, you know, the DOD is a, a good thing. Um, I feel like it's sort of archaic to, you know, consider your budgeting, you know, as you know, some agencies do where if you don't, you know, use that money, then they're just going to take it away from you. Um, you know, that, that doesn't really seem to be, you know, advantageous toward, towards anyone. Um, so I thought, you know, some of these functions I, I thought were kind of interesting, but, you know, maybe that's something that small businesses and not just small businesses, but, you know, the contracting industry as a whole uh, can sort of work on, on on getting some of these different funding functions in place that don't really depend on, you know, the fiscal year. I agree. Um, the the use it or use, lose it part of me uh, model is... Uh, for lack of a better term, archaic. Um, and it also incentivizes a lot of uh, just uh, fluff, uh, a lot of abuse. Um, you know, there's there's no reason for, um, you know, someone to to act or operate in a, in a more efficient manner if they know that um, it's potentially going to hurt the bottom line for them to come in below uh, their budget. Um and in fact, it incentivizes, you know, wanting to sort of blow the budget up uh, to justify uh, asking for more money later down the road. So, um, yeah, definitely uh, it may have had its 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 uh, its uses in the past. But, um, you know, as as contracting for the for the government, especially the Department of Defense as a whole, has become more professionalized and more centralized uh, among a few actors, essentially. Um, it, it's really sort of outlived its, uh, utility and it's sort of morphed into something I think nobody really expected, honestly. Um, and, uh, I'd say it's probably one of the driving factors behind the ever increasing budget for the department of defense, but, uh, Mm -hmm. that may be another, another conversation, uh, for another time, but yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, well, this is this is great stuff, and this will be. Uh, we're actually going to follow up this episode with a part two, where we will discuss uh, more in the weeds about how Country Intel handles our end of the year fiscal uh, challenges and and uh, how we prepare for the next year and and, and position ourselves to uh, to win more work. So, stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the Country Intelligence Report. Please like and subscribe to stay on top of the latest developments with the show. For more information on the Country Intelligence Group, please visit our website at www.countryintel.com. You can also be found across multiple social media platforms at Country.
Country Intel.